Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you live from WSIC, the Real Talk Studio, nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from Punjab, India, to Bamberg, South Carolina, population 3,040 people. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. My guests today are John Alexander. He is the owner and U.S. veteran of Stop Restoration Charlotte. Tracy Steele with Allen Tate Realtors. Charles Catania, who is the owner and home inspector Brick by Brick Home Inspection. My producer, Bill Blakely, in the other room. And Justin Kazeppi's birthday today. Birthday boy. This morning I was listening. Pizza this morning from Brooklyn South. Balloons are all over the place. Uh, and I understand there's still some leftover pizza, Bill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty to share. We can have another party. <laughs> Brooklyn South, who also is having their birthday. Delicious. 25 yeah. 25, yep. So is Justin. Uh, Brooklyn <laughs> South, there's a, they are good Chamber of Commerce members. They are the home to our Lake Norman Kiwanis Club. We meet every Thursday at Brooklyn South at noon. So, again, uh, thank Lucy and Vince for, for hosting us. Bill, do you know the significance of Bamberg? I do not. Bamberg is the hometown of Nikki Haley. Oh, okay. Former governor of uh, South Carolina and Punjab. Right. India is where her parents come from. That's, that's I see. That's where they're from. Uh, Nikki was actually on the Orangeburg County uh, Board of the Chamber of Commerce. She was also on the board of the Lexington Chamber of Commerce. And she's also was and probably still is a member of the Lexington Rotary Club, Tracy. Mm -hmm that you've been very involved in. Mm -hmm. Of course, Nikki, last night, 43% uh, of the vote. Uh, Donald had 54, so he outpaced her a little bit, but she's still hanging in there. That's uh, it. Did you watch that at all? Um, I, I missed it. Sorry. Birthday, well, birthday planning. Those balloons aren't going to blow up <laughs> themselves. <laughs> well, Donald wasn't particularly happy she's still in the race, but uh, um, she's a Gamecock. Actually, she went to Clemson, but she's a Gamecock, and uh, Gamecocks fight to the death, and so she's probably <laughs> in this for the the long haul. I don't uh, I don't see her dropping out. Nothing you, wrong with competition. Nothing wrong with that at all. Are, are you following that at all? Are you following the the whole presidential primary? I do. Yes, I do follow it, but I'll keep my comments to myself. <laughs> I found that you can live longer by just keeping your political comments to yourself. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. John? Uh, yes, I have been following it, and uh, it's uh, going to be a wild ride. So it is going to be, and I know you're. You were. Oh, yeah. Were you? The, were you? You're very involved in Mecklenburg County Republican politics. Yes. Were, are you still? Yes. Uh, not so much as I used to be, but uh, if we're going to follow what he said, uh, Bill, you and I aren't going to live very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that happened last night, Bill, is the University of South Carolina. Knocked off Kentucky, the number six basketball team in the country. South Carolina, we didn't we didn't just beat them, we whooped whooped Kentucky. It it was uh, seventy nine to sixty two, big win. Wow, that that is nice. I'm, um, I'm used to the women taking care of business. Women but, is good. Yeah. They were shooting lights out three pointers. Good to see. Tracy is from Ole Miss. Mm hmm. Yeah. And Tracy, I don't know if you know, but it's February 6th, South Carolina is, is playing Ole Miss. We're going to be playing Ole Miss at home. So we got that coming up. You guys had a phenomenal football season. You played in the Peach yeah. Bowl, Peach Bowl, and beat Penn State. Yeah. So um, a good, good bowl win for you. Uh, we have a three-game baseball homestand coming up, coming up March 15th, 16th, and 17th. We got to go to Oxford. Oh, I, I'm up for that. That'd be fun. Bill, did you hear about the old Miss rebel? He's he's walking down the Mississippi coast. He's right down there. He's walking around. He finds this lantern, and of course he he gets it out of the mud and he kind of polishes it, and out pops a genie. Genie comes out and he says, "I will give you one wish." And he said, "Well, I thought I'd get three wishes. No, nope, you're going to get one wish." And he said, "And I've been in here for a thousand years, so kind of take it easy on me." So uh, the old Miss guy thinks he says. How about world peace? And the genie, genie said, are you kidding? Uh, I can't do it. So I, I said, take it easy on me. That's a little bit hard. Give me something else. He said, how about being able to take on those cocks in that baseball <laughs> game and, and have a sweep? And he said, where's that map to the Middle East? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> nice. I like it. Well played. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tracy is a graduate of, of Ole Miss, and you studied biology and chemistry, mm-hmm. and now you're a realtor. Uh, how did you? How did you go right into that career path? Um, biology and chemistry. I couldn't find anything that I really wanted to do that fit my personality. I like to be with people. I like to help people. I like to get out there and be out and about. So when I had my two boys, um, I really wanted a career that would allow me to not miss their t-ball games, Okay. Uh, be able to do everything that I needed and wanted to do with them. And real estate was a perfect fit for me. And your realtor where? <laughs> uh, with Alan Tate Realtors um, out of their Huntersville branch. And been in this business since 1998. Have you always been with Tate? No, no. I've been with two other companies. Okay. Well, we're getting a lot of information and we're seeing some slowdowns in the national market with, with home yeah. sales. What, what's going on here, though, in the Lake Norman market? So I'm glad you brought that up because so many times we're hooked on what we see on the news and what we're reading in the papers and it's all national. Those are national uh, numbers. Locally, so the national numbers are showing a slowdown, not a huge slowdown, but a slowdown, uh, a slowdown in the pricing increases, uh, a increase in the number of homes on the market. And locally, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. We are still seeing um, tremendous pricing increases. We, the national average, uh, is a three-month supply of homes on the market right now. Uh, locally, we only have a one-month supply. So it's still very much a seller's market here. Uh, I know that um, things are slowing down a little bit because mortgage rates are up. How do you think that's going to impact the Lake Norman market? The Lake Norman market, um, it is impacting the sellers. Uh, many of our sellers are holding on to a 3% mortgage or mm-hmm. less. Uh, so they're not moving. Why, why are they going to move and jump into a, a today's rate was seven and a half percent? So they're holding on to that, which is further exacerbating the lack of inventory that we have here. So it's it's affecting the sellers. A lot of these sellers want to move. They want to downsize. Um, that's not going to happen this year. We're, we're predicting it's going to stay tight for the rest of 2024. Buyers. Buyers are where the mortgage rates are really affecting them. A buyer of a home in 2020, when the rates were 3%, 10% down, 30-year fixed, their monthly payment was $1,100. At today's rate, their monthly payment is $2,100. So that's a $1,000 difference, and it's keeping our first-time home buyers out of the market. And you said that uh, inventory is a little bit different. What are we seeing at the price points in inventory? Uh, Price points are still going up in this market. Uh, Right now, we're about 10% up year over year. Uh, Nationally, you're hearing the numbers about 4% up. So we're still increasing in prices higher than the national, which is a great thing for us. When we come back, I want to talk about um, programs for first-time home builders and some of the other things we have and and why use a a realtor in a seller's market. So I want to get into some of those issues. Uh, For those of you listening on Town Talk, uh, we've got a great program. It's mostly uh, real estate today, so please come back and listen to us on Town Talk. We'll be right back after this announcement. Yesterday, they were under seven. Good. For those of you who are streaming with us on all of our platforms, we're on X, which is Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, a whole host of other things, uh, podcasts. What's some of the podcasts we're on? Like Apple or something? Uh, Yeah, Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, um, pretty much anywhere you can grab a podcast, we try to put it there. I I was talking to Rachel Brumfield just a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier, and I think she goes working out or walking or something like that. She puts her headphones on and she's listening to to the audio. So if uh, that's some of the places that you can catch the audio version of it. Um, We use this opportunity, Charles, to talk about some of the Chamber of Commerce activities. So we're coming up. uh, We have a marketing seminar on Tuesday, February 20th. 
3 o'clock, 3.30 to 5 o'clock, Jamie Lane, who is with our Lake Norman EDC, is going to be doing a program on Canva. It's designed like a boss, Master Canva, and that's going to be at the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Jamie ha had all of these marketing materials and things that she uses to promote the Economic Development Corporation. And I said, how do you do that? And she said, on Canva. And I was like, what is, what is Canva? And we had a board meeting the other night where we're talking about another program. And I'm, some of the stuff, tech stuff, I'm not quite up on. <laughs> so we got Jamie Lane coming in there talking about that. Uh, tomorrow, January 24th, 4.30 to 6.30, we're having an open house with uh, Sawyer's Insurance in Mooresville. Uh, that is Vicki Sawyer. She is having her new insurance opening up in Mooresville uh, at the Joe Knox Avenue office near the YMCA. Uh, that's taking place, 132 Joe Knox Avenue, Suite 113, Mooresville. Vicki would love to see you in her new office. Also tomorrow, January 24, 630 to 8, our Lake Norman Young Professionals are having their off-the-clock social. Um, that's taking place at the Dive Bar in Cornelius, 20910 Torrance Chapel Road. Again, they get together. This is young people 21 to 39. So if you are in that age, room, age range and you want to get involved, we created the Young Professionals specifically, Charles, so they could network with with people of their own ages they could put on professional development seminars and programs uh, they even have their own philanthropy uh, when we had our chamber golf tournament just a few months ago they had a putt-putt tournament and they raised money for pat's place so a great organization um, for those of you who are streaming we're going back live uh, on the radio in just a few seconds thank you for being with us town talk continues now Here's your host, Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Well, we're back on Town Talk. I'm Bill Russell. We have John Alexander. He is the owner of Stop Restoration. Tracy Steele, Allen Tate Realtors. Charles Catania, owner and home inspector, Brick by Brick Inspection. Um, Tracy, before we went on break, we were talking about some of the real estate in our market. Uh, why use a realtor when we're in a seller's market? Mm. It's a good question. Um, it is a seller's market. Um, a good realtor is a master negotiator. Real estate's become very, very litigious recently. Um, anything you guys can think of, they're they're coming to us, uh, suing uh, repairs, especially which we'll get into with this group. Um, you get access when you use a realtor to. All of their network, their entire professional network, their home stagers, their inspectors, their uh, restoration pros, their everybody they know. It has also been shown by NAR, the National Association of Realtors, that you are going to, as a seller, get more money, get more money in your pocket, which is what we all want, by using a realtor. And that is primarily through the exposure you get from using a realtor and their negotiation skills. Mm -hmm. So. Are there programs for first-time homebuyers? Yes, yes. Uh, North Carolina has a program which is titled the First Home Advantage Program. And that's a little bit misleading because you would think it's only good for first-time homebuyers. Mm -hmm. um, that is not true. It is good for first-time homebuyers. It is a $15,000 um loan, so to speak, that they will give first-time home buyers, but you do not have to be a first-time home buyer. Uh, as long as you have not owned a home for the last three years, you qualify for this program. Uh, that is one of the qualifications. Uh, others are credit scores uh, and obviously employment. Um, but yes, I would talk to a lender about that and take advantage of the $15,000. Tracy, John is a vet. Is there, are there programs for vets for like first-time home buyers? Absolutely. And all the lenders have those programs. Okay. Is yes. it better to rent or buy right now? Mm, yeah, that's, um, that's a sticky question. Uh, if you'd asked me that three years ago, I'd say, oh, you better buy because the uh, your monthly payments were less than what you were paying for rent. Not so much these days. And there's a lot of things that go into whether or not somebody wants to rent or buy right now. Um, mostly preventing them from buying is is the lack of cash. Uh -huh. So a lot of them are renting. The due diligence money that it's taking for buyers to purchase homes in the seller's market is astronomical. So, and, and we threw out a couple of terms, buyer's market, seller's market. 
probably everybody knows what that is, but explain what is a buyer's market? What is a seller's market? Hmm. Seller's market is when we have too many buyers and not enough sellers. <laughs> there you go. Plain and simple. Uh, lack of inventory. And um, that is where we have been and where we will continue to be uh, for at least this year. Should a seller get a home inspection done prior to listing their home for sale? <laughs> this this is um, much debated in the real estate world. My belief is yes, get that get that inspection done before you list the home. There are pros and cons. The pros being the seller can then know what repairs need to be made, get them made, and present that to potential buyers, which is super important given the amount of due diligence money that buyers are putting down. The con to that is now the sellers know what is wrong with the home, so they either need to fix it or disclose it. And realtors, we have to disclose it. So even if the home seller chooses not to disclose it, as the realtor, we, we have to disclose it. You know, something that is critical for any home sale is the home inspection. And that's when I said, I'm bringing my good friend and chamber member, Charles Catania, under here to talk about that brick by brick home inspection. Charles, I'm going to kick that over to you. Should, should, should you get that inspection before you list it? I have done in the past several pre-sale inspections. To Tracy's point, yes, it's great to know what you have wrong with your home before you put it on the market. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of the number, not the amount, but the number of pre-sale inspections have dropped significantly because of the fact that there is no inventory. It's also impacted home inspection, home inspectors on a whole, because a lot of people say, I, I want the house. Mm -hmm. I don't care, I don't need to spend X number of dollars on a home inspection, I want this house. So they bypassed the whole inspection. I try to point out to some of these buyers who tell me this, that it's a punch list. You should know what you're getting into. Right. There've been instances where I've gone into crawl spaces and found floor joists completely rotted out, which can cause serious damage to the interior. Somebody can move in, put a piano over that section of the home and that whole thing can just cave in. Mm. They're not going to know this unless somebody's in there looking at it. But unfortunately, because of the market being what it is, people feel, well, I'm not going to worry about it. I'll deal with it later. And it's an unfortunate circumstance in some times. Right. Tell us about Brick by Brick. Uh, what? Tell me about your company, the services you offer, and what is your market that you cover? The area I cover is mostly, I would say, 40 miles from that center Charlotte. I've gone as far northeast as Salisbury, Lexington area, Dallas, Lenore, all the way down to Indian Land and uh, Tigre K area. So I cover, it's my own company. It's me. I pick my schedule. I don't inundate myself with too many inspections where I can't perform adequately. But uh, yeah, I cover a pretty large area. And I've been to all different areas within that 40-mile radius that I picked. Tracy, same, uh, Allen Tate is, is a huge uh, organization. I know that they're in the York County, South Carolina. Um, how big is Tate now? About how many realtors are work for Allen Tate? About 1,400. 1,400, wow. And you, and you cover what area? Uh, we cover all the way from the Raleigh area, all the way over to the western tip of North Carolina, uh, down through the upstate of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So quite a, quite a big area, but still localized. Home inspections, uh, when you do get ready to purchase that home, uh, normally paid for by the seller? Is that normally how that's done? Or? The buyer. The, the, the buyer pays for the home inspection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a contract. Mm -hmm. The buyer is under contract to, uh, for the inspection. In fact, they cannot even request a home inspection unless they're under contract to buy the home. We were talking about your, your training. Um, is there a license for a home inspector and what kind of training is required? Because you were, you were telling John and I what some of the things you had to do. What kind of training is involved and do you have a license? Yes. 
the state requires home inspectors to have a license. Unfortunately, there are some general contractors who aren't building anymore, who now elected to become home inspectors. And they said, well, yeah, I can, I'm a builder. I can inspect your home, but they're not licensed. They didn't go through the training. The training program is 200 hours. Wow. It's 120 hours of academic training, 80 hours of field training. And then you take a four hour, 200, well, at the time I took it back in 2015, it was a four hour, 200 question state exam out of a bank of about 21, 2200 questions. So it could be basically on anything. And you need 70 or better to qualify to uh, pass the exam. Every year, you have to take 13 credit hours of continuing education to keep your license current. If you don't have those CE courses registered with the state, they will not renew your license. Plus, you need to also have insurance. You need errors in admission and liability insurance also. And Tracy, a realtor has to have the same continuing ed. How often does that come up? Uh, every year, 12 hours, uh, plus an additional for realtors, uh, we have to take an additional ethics course uh, once every three years. Charles, what, what is considered a, a defect of the house? <clears throat> I'm glad you asked me that. People get confused between a defect and a cosmetic problem. Mm -hmm. A defect is something that is not operating or performing the way it was designed. Uh, in simple terms, there's a garbage disposal. I turn it on. It hums. That's a defect. It's not doing anything. Okay. There's a dishwasher. It functions. It's doing everything it has to do. It has a little dent on the outer sheet metal. They want me to write that up as a defect. Right. I says, no, it's not a defect. It's operating the way it's designed. That's a cosmetic change. I had one individual, and I, I still bring this up a lot of times because it was just very humorous. Not to him, unfortunately. He bought a spec house, and they had dark wood floors, and it had impressions in them all through the floors. It was a design. It looked almost like somebody took a hammer and oh. did it, but it was actually the whole flooring was done like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a brand new house. He says, that's a defect. <clears throat> I says, it's not a defect. It's the floor. He says, no. So I asked him, I says, well, you bought the house. I mean, you had the house built, didn't you order the floor? He says, no, it came that way. I bought it already made. I says, well, then you saw it. Then why did you buy it? He says, I didn't notice it, but my wife, <laughs> my wife did. Oh. So I says, well, I'm sorry, buddy. It's not a defect. <laughs> yeah. Charles, you just brought up the crawl space. And I'll tell you, some of the crawl spaces, like my house, it, it is not, it is it is not even crawling. It's, it's squirming up under the house. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about that because i got to tell you, uh, I knew that some of my HVAC needed to be rewrapped under the house, and I got up under there. It was, it was at night because it, what did it matter? It's under the house, and so I got my little light, little headlight on, get up under there, and I'm in the process of wrapping the ductwork when I heard something run by my head. Uh, don't have any idea whether it was a squirrel, a rat, a, a rat, uh, what it was. I'm... But I got out of the crawl space really, really fast. And I, I don't even know how these people move under the crawl space. But when we get back, I want to talk about that. And John, I want to come back to you and talk about some of the things that you do with restoration. Okay. So for those of you who are listening to us, we'll be right back uh, on some real estate matters. Stay with us on Town Talk. Charles, I, again, I was up under the house. A guy had been under there doing something, and he said, you know, you really need to replace your your some of your insulation. And I said, okay. And so I'm there, and, and it's after work, you know, and the, it's it's dusk outside, but I'm going like, well, I'm under a house. It doesn't matter if it's daylight or not. And I'm up under this thing, and I hear that noise right past my head. And I, I, I moved. I moved quick because I had no <laughs> early idea what was under that house with me. But uh, I've seen some some fairly robust guys uh, say, yeah, I'll go up under there. And I'm thinking, how are you going to fit up under there? Uh, and then sometimes they'll bring a little guy, and the little guy squirms up there and, and gets some stuff done. But uh, uh, you move up under the crawl space? I surely do. By code, the entrance to the crawl space has to be no lower than 18 inches. 
which is not a lot. Oh, no, huh? Now, some of the older homes that were built in the 50s, their HVACs are usually outside, yeah, like a package unit or up in an attic. Very few have an HVAC system underneath the home. It's just no room. I've gone under some homes, again, to check for moisture. Anything that registers really, I look at anything 18 and above is high moisture. The problem with high moisture in a crawl space is wood decaying fungi. And I want to talk, when we're back on the radio, I want to talk more about that because I think the listeners on the radio want to hear that. But um, again, I, I do want to talk about the crawl space in particular. Yeah. Uh, for those of you streaming with us, we're we're talking about some of the Chamber of Commerce activities. And, and Charles, you might be interested. I was just telling the board this the other day. 15 ribbon cuttings last year that we did, 33 professional development seminars, 98 networking events, two a week. Uh, that's what the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce accomplished. On Tuesday, January 30th, 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, we're having another ribbon cutting at Gatsby Glass. Uh, that's in Huntersville. So uh, there'll be refreshments, and they're going to be at Seal Suite, Suite 21 in Huntersville. Again, that's Tuesday, January 30th, 11 to 12, Lake Norman Chamber ribbon cutting, Gatsby Glass. How important are ribbon cuttings to businesses, John? Well, I think they're very, very important because you're kind of saying hello to all of our businesses and community members that, you know, hey, we're here, you yeah. know, yeah. please come. Yeah. Uh, how long we got, Bill? A little over 30 seconds. Well, those of you streaming with us, we're going to go right back uh, to uh, uh, live in just a few minutes. And we're going to talk about those crawl space issues because I think that's really important. So stay with us here on Town Talk. Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell is on WSIC with Town Talk. Join in the conversation by calling 844-STUDIO-4. Now, back to the show. We're back on Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. My guest today is John Alexander. He's with Stop Restoration, Tracy Steele with Allentate Realtors, and Charles Catania, Brick by Brick Home Inspection. And before we went on break, we were talking about that crawl space. What are some of the issues that you find in crawl space? One of the things I look for in crawl spaces are any type of physical damages where uh, floor joists might be cracked, um, columns. Some people have had problems in their flooring where it was sagging or trampolining and they call somebody and goes, oh yeah, I can fix that. And they take a couple of bricks and they take a two by four and another two by four and they make a T <laughs> and they go, there you, it not takes care of your problem. So, oh great, you saved me thousands of dollars. No, because if there is a problem, a leak, let's just say a water pipe breaks in your crawl space, near that area, that ground's gonna get compromised. Mm. And what's gonna happen is the weight of that support is gonna give because now the ground can't support it. It doesn't have right. a good footing, in a matter of speaking. So then what happens is that that whole floor now that they thought was great, sags and might even come down even worse than it was originally. I also look for moisture. Moisture is deadly in crawl spaces. We have groundwater issues that can come up. Most, a lot of the older homes I come across do not have a vapor barrier. And for people who are not familiar with that, a vapor barrier is a thin piece of plastic. It's a heavy gauge plastic that covers the whole crawl space floor and sometimes will go up a few inches on the side of the crawl space floor. That is to keep the ground, the moisture of the ground, the decay of the ground from getting up into the living area. Even though it's a crawl space, it does work its way up into a home. Moisture levels over 18, between I've seen 18 up to 24, 26% are feeding grounds for fungi, what we discover, what we classify as wood decaying fungi. It will actually eat the wood to the point that it'll turn white. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you can just blow on it and that whole thing will just disintegrate. Okay, so moisture is a key. Um, I'm an advocate of having crawl spaces encapsulated. I have my own home encapsulated with a dehumidifier because of the humidity that we get in this area and the moisture that we get in this area, you're protecting your investment. So I'm keeping right. my crawl space that it will never go over 50% humidity. So I'm not feeding any fungi. I'm starving it. Right. It will never develop. Some of the issues you're getting into is is relative to my next guest, uh, John Alexander, Stop Restoration. Um, John, share a little bit about what you do. 
Well, we are a property restoration company and we provide odor control, disinfection, emergency water mitigation. You know, if somebody's water heater busts at two o'clock in the morning, give us a call. We'll come out. We also do mold remediation, which does include crawl space. So mm -hmm. what Charles was referring to with the piers and somebody using bricks to get them up, I've seen that. All right. It's like, okay, that's unusual. And uh, we also do fire and smoke restoration, environmental and biohazard services. And John, what's your market? I mean, wh wh where do you where do you really go down to? Well, we are licensed in North Carolina, mm -hmm. and so you know we've uh, we we will go up to Statesville, we've uh, we will go to Midland, and we will go on the western side of Gastonia, and we will go down to the South Carolina line. Charles Radon, I hear a lot of stuff about Radon. What what is Radon? Radon, believe it or not, is decayed uranium. Uranium is in the ground. It's everywhere. Some areas have larger deposits of uranium. Some areas don't have any. When the uranium de um, deposit starts to decay, it emits a radon gas. It's just like carbon monoxide. It's odorless. You can't see it. You can't feel it. But believe it or not, according to the EPA, it's the second leading cause to lung cancer after cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. People don't realize how dangerous it is. But you don't see it, you don't feel it, people don't think about it. I mentioned it to them, says, uh, how much is that? Oh no, it's okay, I, I, I'm not gonna bother. It's, it's harmful to your, it's harmful to your family, it's harmful. It's bad enough when you move into a house that's been a resale because you don't even know what chemicals do people use in cleaning their carpets, in cleaning the floors. I recommend people get an air sample. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's in the vents. Those vents may have never been cleaned out. You don't know what kind of bacteria is in the vents. And you're bringing your family in here, thinking the house is safe and new and everything else. And nine times out of 10, it's not. Charles, before we started the show, I, I was I was sharing with John, you're a data integration guy. You work with TIAA Craft, also proficient. Uh, how did a integration data integration guy end up in home inspections? Uh, to keep it under three minutes. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, my girlfriend and I were looking for a home at the time, mm -hmm. and um, I would find things that were wrong with it, even though she was more impressed with the way the house was staged. And uh, over dinner one night, she says, "Why don't you become a home inspector?" And I says, "Well, I have a job. Mm -hmm. I'm in IT. I'm making a good salary. Why would I want to do this?" She says, "Well, what if you get laid off?" You know, the the name of the game was as. You progress in IT, they'll like to bring in younger people. They can bring in two for what they're paying for you. And you're out in the street with a sign saying, I'll work for food. So um, I looked into it mm -hmm. and back in 2015 and took the exam and passed it. And I was doing it part-time. I was using the capital of my nine to five to pay into my business to do the advertising because I didn't know anything about running a business. And you learn really quick on things not to do. And uh, in 2019, uh, Kraft was, uh, Tia was offering um, separation packages. And you take a package and went full time. Right. That's it. Charles, um, how do you charge? Do you charge by square foot of the house? How long you're there? How do you uh, come up with your fee? I roll a dice. And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, do I, what do I want to charge this person? <laughs> no, basically, like I mentioned before, I. I am middling uh -huh. with the price structure. It's guys that are lower than me and it's guys that are much higher than me. But to answer the question directly, it's based on the square footage, the year of the house, the age of the house. Because I know that if I'm getting to the house that's been flipped in the 50s, I'm gonna have issues, especially like crawl space and things of that nature. I did one house uh, a couple of years ago and there was actually a tree stump, no exaggeration, two and a half feet high in the crawl space. Mm -hmm. that they built around to extend the house. They never took the tree stump out. And so it's dead. I said, yeah, it's dead now, you think? But no. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, it's those two factors. And when gas was higher than it is now, it was also a little bit of a surcharge on gas. Before we go anywhere else, if somebody wanted to contact you at Brick by Brick, how would they get a hold of Brick by Brick Home Inspection? They can go to my webpage, Brick by Brick Home Inspection. Um, Google, 
Home and of course, called the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the biggie. Tracy, same kind of question. Um, realtors, uh, is, is there a set fee? Is, it's a percentage of the home sale, right? It is a percentage of the home sale that currently you negotiate with the seller mm -hmm. prior to taking the listing agreement. Um, all commissions are negotiable, and that's between the listing agent and the seller. Um, I, I was sharing with John back at Christmas time. Um, I'm, I'm at home one night. This has been about 10 years ago, but I'm at home, gone to bed. I had a Labrador retriever at the time, and, and he was in the hallway. And all of a sudden, he, he gets up and starts walking down the hall and kind of whining. I'm going, like, what's wrong with my, my dog? And so I get up and I start walking down the hall and I start hearing this kind of a roar. A little loud. I'm going, what is, it? what is this? And I, I start walking toward the kitchen. I'm hearing something. And I, then I walk to the pantry and opened up where the washer dryer is. And it was like Niagara Falls. A, a hose had busted and was shooting up to the ceiling and then coming down like a waterfall, full blast. Of course, I knew where my water valve was. Immediately cut off the water. I was home. And, and it had just it had just burst. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what if I had been away? And I went to Lowe's, got a new hose. And they said, well, you do replace your hoses, right? And I'm like, why would you replace a hose? It's rubber. It gives out. And how many of us have hoses on our washer dryer, been on there 10, 15, 20 years, never replaced? And then we go off for a week's vacation. If I hadn't been home, John, I would have had a mess on my hands. Yes. Yes, you would have. How, how many yeah. times do you see things like that? Well, we actually uh, have been in a couple of houses to where they were in Europe for two weeks, and they think uh, that the uh, water had been running for about eight days and total loss. We had to take everything out. I mean, second floor, first floor, we basically took the house down to the studs. And, uh, you know, I would highly recommend anyone that if you're going to be out of the house for any protracted period of time, you know, you can shut off the water supply. You right, know. right. And uh, that way you don't have to worry about it. So, but yes, we have seen lots of situations and most of them are where the house is unattended. And, you know, like I said, water heater breaks or, you know, the clothes washer, the dishwasher, you know, some somewhere in the plumbing that breaks and it's game on. You residential and commercial? Yes, sir. We do uh, residential, commercial, and industrial. So, yes, sir. Tracy, I was you're on my board of directors of the Chamber of Commerce. So is John, and I was I was sharing. I was up at a seminar, and uh, we had a water fountain that that busted a hose. <laughs> and I'm up at the seminar, and they come running up there, and and on that particular instance, no, I had no earthly idea how to shut the water off. So lesson number one is. Know how to shut your water off to your building or your house. Know, know where to find it. Yep. And that's part of our education when we're with uh, clients. That's something I include in the uh, home in my reports. Yeah. Good I'll idea. Take a, take a photograph yeah. of it and see yep. if this should main war to shut off. Mm -hmm. We are we're going to a break uh, and recognize our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Tracy, John, and Charles. More issues on real estate. So stay with us on Town Talk. We'll be right back on WSIC. Thank you, everybody, for staying with us streaming uh, on X, on Facebook, on all of our other social platforms. This past Friday, we had our Focus Friday at the Chamber of Commerce, which is a community legislative affairs program. We had Senator Vicki Sawyer, Representative John Bradford. John joined us virtually. Vicki was, was there in person. And uh, she, as chair of transportation, covered a whole host of issues. But Beth Cashin who is a former commissioner for the town of Davidson. She is our public policy chair this year. And on February 16th, uh, again, third Friday, 8.30 to 9.30, we're going to have a focus on town hall. So we'll have uh, our three mayors, Woody Washam, we'll have Rusty Knox, and we'll have Christy Clark. They're at the Chamber of Commerce, 8.30, 9.30, to talk about issues coming up in their respective towns. Uh, they'll cover that. And then uh, to keep that local flavor, on March 15th, she's going to focus on our local police departments. So all three police chiefs are going to be there as well. And I think she's going to untap the three managers and not the three parks and rec people. So uh, looking forward to that. On Thursday, February 15th, we're having our Education Power Luncheon. And we have Chris Marsicano, 
who is the Assistant Professor of Education Studies and Public Policy at Davidson College. He's going to be our keynote speaker, but that's, that's an event we're going to hold at noon at Northstone Country Club, where we recognize the outstanding teachers. So our outstanding teacher from Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, also our charter schools and our private schools, as well as the corporation that's promoted vocational training in the area. And so uh, it's a chance to say thank you to those teachers. I got to tell you, John, uh, I, I was a holy terror on 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 my early grade school teachers they had tremendous patience yeah. uh first second and third they always said uh, if you look at my old report cards it says billy was a very busy boy or billy is way too talkative uh billy no. can't stay in his in Come his on. desk yeah. but it has served me well <laughs> it has served me well later on in my life uh, for those of you who are staying with us we're going live back in just a few seconds thank you for staying with us Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell is on WSIC with Town Talk. Join in the conversation by calling 844-STUDIO-4. Now, back to the show. And we're back on Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. I have Charles Catania, Brick Bar Brick Home Inspection, Tracy Steele with Allen Tate Realtors and John Alexander. Uh, John, we were talking just before we went to break that uh, I'm up in a seminar and they come running up there. The, the water fountain has exploded, is pouring out and... And uh, again, we were there that day, but still, just in the little bit of time that we finally found the shutoff valve, it had completely flooded up under the carpets. We had to bring somebody in. This is before we had stop restoration here. Right. So you weren't here at the time, <laughs> but uh, we had to bring somebody in to bro- bring in the blower. Sure. First, they brought in the, the vacuums that sucked the water off, but then we had to dry out because if you don't, you're going to have a big problem. What are some of the other things that you guys do? Well, in uh, you know any situation like that, first thing, get the water shut off. Two, get us out there and uh, let us start drying process. And we have a you know seventy two hours, and if the relative humidity is above sixty percent, and if there is any kind of a biofuel like wallpaper, drywall, things like that. If the conditions are right, you know, what we call microbial growth in the biz, everyone else calls mold will start to propagate. So it is so important in a situation like that, we can get out there and reverse that process to get us away from, oops, sorry, get us away 100% away from water down to, you know, 18%, like what Charles is talking about. 18%, you know, below 18% meets the standard for right. dry material. John, I was asking Tracy and Charles, you know, about the fee. Is it the number of hours that you're working there? Or how do you how do you come up about the charge that you would have? We uh, for our manual labor, we charge by the task mm-hmm. and also by linear feet or square feet. And our equipment uh, run times are based on a 24 hour period. And how long have we had stop restoration in Huntersville? Uh, put out our shingle December 1st of 2019. Um, how did you get into that? Well, interesting thing. I was in healthcare for about 30 years, so I'm, I'm with you, Tracy. And uh, so uh, had been, uh, you know, the radiology systems administrator at a large uh, orthopedic practice here in the Charlotte metropolitan area and uh, was able to, you know, be successful in that, but just kind of got to the point to where I was getting bored mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, okay. And so, you know, decided to uh, make a change. So we had, uh, you know, I resigned and uh, took a couple months off just to collect my thoughts. And then I took a battery of uh, aptitude tests Mm -hmm. and six, you know, professions came back and restoration was one of them. And I, you know, I like doing things by hand. I like building things, you know, I kind of dabbled in restoration through most of my life. And uh, I was like, hey. Look at that. Isn't that something? Restoration. Who'd have thunk it? You know? Is there certifications and training like what, what Tracy and Charles have to go through? Yeah, we. Um, it's not a requirement, but any restoration company worth their salt mm-hmm. uh, becomes certified by the International Institute for Cleaning and Restoration Certification, the IICRC. They're like our governing body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they have, you know, certifications. Uh, it is, you know anywhere from 40 to 80 hours of classroom instruction, studying, testing, continuing education for, you know, like I say, from odor control all the way to biohazard, trauma, crime scenes, you know, things like that. Somebody has a problem, how did they get in touch with Stop Restoration? 
Well, there are multiple ways to get a hold of us. Uh, you know, they can call our uh, website number at 704-312-1121 or the office phone number is 704-309-7258 and the phones get answered 24-7. Or call the Legroom Chamber of Commerce. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> as long as they're open. Tracy, you and John are on, on my board of directors. Uh, I think you've been on there for, is it three years now? Three years. Three years. John came on last year. John, mm -hmm. you were formerly with the Huntersville Connection or the Huntersville Regional, doing business as the Huntersville Regional Chamber of Commerce. Yes. You're now on the board of the uh, Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. We have actually consolidated the Huntersville Connection as part as, of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. So we're all one big family. What, though, is the difference in your view, having been somebody that was, was involved in the connection, now moving over to the Chamber of Commerce? What, what's the difference? And what would you say to any business, whether they're in Huntersville, Davis, or Cornelius, um, or if they're in Mooresville, Troutman, Den, uh, Statesville, Denver, why should they belong to a Chamber of Commerce? Well, uh, when the Huntersville Connection merged with the Lake Norman Chamber, it just opened up a wealth of resources for us. You know, the social media, the, you know, interaction with all the 800 and some odd members of the chamber. And, uh, you know, was all, I was all for it. And I was just like, yeah, we got to do this. And uh, I was already a member of the chamber. So uh, from the standpoint of how it is beneficial for somebody, it's, you know, it's hard to calculate or quantify it, but it gives you such exposure to your business. You know, you get to meet other professionals that, you know, and to increase your network. And that's the whole thing is that, you know, I have to call upon people that, you know, I'm, I'm not a flooring guy. I'm not a plumbing guy. But you meet all these people at the chamber and you build those relationships and you do that network so that when you need a plumber or you need a home inspector or a realtor, you know, who you can call. So I think it's worth every penny of it and uh, worth every second of my time since I've been in the chamber. Tracy, Allen Tate Realtors has been a big part of our Chamber of Commerce and, and quite a few of my board members have been Allen Tate Realtors. But same kind of question, even if, you, if you're in Statesville, if you're in Cabarrus, Concord, Denver, anywhere, uh, your county, why should you join your local Chamber of Commerce? Mm. It's that personal touch that you get. It's, I think, so often in our businesses, we're busy relying on social media. We're relying on various advertising. Nothing beats face-to-face, -face, meeting people, talking to people. Uh, it's just a great opportunity to network and expand your sphere. Charles, I want to get back to what you do, and then I want to ask that same question to you, but how long does a typical inspection actually take? It can run from two hours up to four if you have a rather large home which i've had a couple of three in the past that were over six thousand square feet and you may have said this earlier but how long you been doing this since 2015 i started that's when i got my license what should you do to prepare your house for a home inspection a pre-home inspection yeah, yeah, or sure. yeah <laughs> Get inspected to find out what's wrong with it before you put it on the market. That's one thing. Um, there's really not much. Uh, what people see are, as I brought out earlier, a lot of cosmetic issues and not necessarily a defect. Right. People say, well, my house is clean. I don't have any leaks. The faucets work and all. But they don't realize something very simple is you put on the bathtub. You got the water running in the bathtub. You pull up the diverter to make the water come out of the shower and it's coming out of the shower and it's coming out of the tub at the same time. Okay. The, the tub faucet. Well, that's a defect. Shouldn't happen. And people don't realize that. Okay. People don't realize that the faucet in their sink moves. Mm -hmm. That's a defect. Well, I'll just tighten that up. Okay. But the seal is broke now. You got to, we, you know, we seal that whole unit or else it's going to leak under the sink. Okay. Um, just take a look at your home. Make sure your windows work. People, you'd be surprised how many people don't realize those little tabs on the bottom window. When you lift the window up a little bit and you push those tabs inward, the window comes out, comes uh -huh. down. So you can clean it. People say, well, I didn't know that. 
I've been going outside my house and cleaning my windows like this. I says, well, uh, now well, you know. Yep. If John is getting his home inspected for the first time and he's trying to select a home inspector, what should be the questions he, he asks of that home inspector before he hires them? Well, obviously, the one would be how long you've been doing this. You would check his reviews on Google to see people have reviews on Google, but they're a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. I tried to get my customers to put reviews out there so they're more current. If you see somebody who's been in business for three years and they have 400 and something reviews, it's a little skeptical on that one because there are companies out there that will, you pay and they'll put reviews out there for you just to make you look better. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry on this. <laughs> well, let me let me <laughs> ask you. Pause. I've got about two minutes left, um, and I want to ask all three of you. So, two minutes left, and, and inside of thirty seconds, what's the best business advice you ever received? The best business, best business advice you ever received. Work for yourself. <laughs> Work for yourself. Okay. Make your own decisions. Live by your decisions. You never make a wrong decision. You just make one that's not as educated as the next one. Tracy, what's the best business advice you ever received? Get up, get dressed, and go to work. Just get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. That's it. John? I would say probably the best advice I've gotten over the course that I've done is to don't hesitate to step outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't let yourself get stale. Don't let yourself get into a routine or a rut running your business. Because, you know, like they say, if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind. So, mm-hmm. You know, the best advice I got was from Randy Marion. He was my board chair um, back several years ago. I think it was 2006 is when Randy was my board chair. And, and, and Randy said, if you're in this business long enough, bad things are going to happen to you. And how you respond to those bad things reveals your character. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think about that, yeah, there's going to be tough times, challenging times, bad things that happen to you. But uh, uh, again, best business advice I ever got. I want to thank Tracy Steele, uh, Allen Tate Realtors, or Charles Catania with Brick by Brick Home Inspection, and John Alexander for being my guest today on Town Talk. Uh, thank you for the job that you're doing. Thank you for your service on my board of directors. And uh, if it's Wednesday afternoon... We're talking about our towns on Town Talk, WSIC. We'll see you next week. Thank you. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte.